Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Pokemon Podcast. I'm joined as always by Matt and Tristan. How's it going, guys? Good, thank you. Not bad. Yourself? I, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Guess what? Very special. Um, our audio quality for this episode will go slightly up. All right. Oh. I'm not going to promise anything more. Um, but uh, I just thought, you know, I leave it in the episode to get your genuine reactions, which is uh, woohoo is probably the most I'm going to get. Um, but woo-hoo. we have uh, officially a producer slash audio engineer guy uh, that's do that's uh, editing all the shows, including this one. So yeah, the uh, balance and the the sound, uh, despite the mics, might be a little better. So that's all I'm gonna promise. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, now I feel guilty. Now I might need to get that fancy microphone. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. Regardless, he does a wonderful job with our with our main show. Uh, I should say main show with our other shows. All right, maybe this is the main show. Who knows? You don't know. Um, but uh, regardless, yeah. So we, that, that that's pretty cool. And yeah, we're gonna jump right into black and white and black and white too. Now, uh, I'm gonna. S- uh, preface this by saying what we are going to do we decided is instead of having two standalone kind of black and white black and white two episodes we are going to have one of each the first part and this is the part that you're listening to um will be focused specifically on the story of both the games and uh the next part will be on everything else <laughs> let's put it that way um maybe maybe kind of depending how long we talk about the story maybe we'll put like one other thing like maybe our starters or, or maybe like our favorite pokemon uh, kind of we'll, we'll, we'll kind of judge depending on the time length and all that but regardless um yeah that's that's the setup i i think we're good i think that's all we need tristan and matt do you want to add anything to that before we get started no i i i would just add that the reason why we decided to do this is because Whenever someone talks about Pokemon Black or White, and theoretically Pokemon Black and White too, we'll get to that. Uh, people are going to talk about the story, and that because this is really the game where uh, Game Freak tried to make a, a compelling story. In a lot of ways, they succeeded, um, and we're going to go into and examine what they built today. <laughs> uh, which I guess I can segue into uh, starting to talk about the story. So. Uh, Pokemon Black and White takes place in the world of Unova, uh, which is essentially Pokemon America. This is, I think this is the first Pokemon game that takes place not in Pokemon Japan. Yep. (laughs) And uh, there's some weird things about Unova. Um, You can definitely tell that it was made by a bunch of Japanese people and what their thoughts about America are. Um, Yeah. you know, like the villain has an army of ninjas, and we'll kind of get into that. Um, that is that is America. I, I agree. That is an accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you okay, know, so like I I grew up watching American Ninja American Ninja Warriors, so like it just that just tracks. Yeah, you know that makes perfect sense now that you put it that way. So our adventure, <laughs> our adventure starts in uh, Nuvema Town, um, where we are introduced to our. Two kind of rivals. Um, Pokemon Black and White kind of does this weird thing where it's it's the start of Game Freak kind of really trying to experiment with the whole rival system. Uh, you mm-hmm. have Bianca and Charon. Uh, Bianca, uh, bless her heart, is bad, and <laughs> Charon is really good at Pokemon. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. 
I'm, I'm gonna white knight for Bianca here. She's not bad. She's just less interested in battle, and that's fine. Yeah, she, no, but... she's not. She's not like X and Y friends bad. She's that, just, that's fair. Yeah, this you is know, she's, she's not going yeah. on a grand Pokemon adventure to go taste the various different foods of the islands, yeah. like a certain person will get to eventually. <laughs> um, but of the two, one of them tries really hard, and that's Charon. Uh, honestly, he's a bit of a tryhard. <laughs> then you have Bianca, uh, who doesn't try as hard. Charon's actually quite interesting in, in for a rival because he actually uses uh, Pokemon items. Uh, hmm. He actually has a lot of held items on his Pokemon. Um, nice Bianca stuff. does not. Um, they both have somewhat similar teams. So um, they will orient their teams around which starter you take. Bianca will take the starter weaker to your uh, typing, and Charon will take the uh, Pokemon strong against your typing. Uh, But then they will take the elemental monkey Pokemon of the opposite direction. So Charon will take the elemental monkey that is uh, of your element. Uh... Bianca will take the elemental monkey that is strong against your element. See, Charon, Charon doesn't go with the whole program. He doesn't take the one that's weak to your element because, again, he's a bit of a tryhard. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they do they do have... Bianca has a bit of a chance with you, although the elemental monkeys aren't the strongest Pokemon. Especially if you pick the... We'll get to it. No, we'll get to it. <laughs> um, and... Uh, from there you uh meet up with uh, professor juniper and get your mission to go catalog all the pokemon whether you actually go and do that is a question we'll get into probably in the next episode um you set off on your pokemon journey uh so heading straight to akumula ah, town sorry the names in this region are a bit range from like really legible to like I'm not really sure what they think American towns are named after. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, <laughs> just jut in for this one. It's, it's just accumulate town, like, like the word accumulate. Okay, okay, yeah, because it's, it's snowy. That's fair. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the whole reason. I love for this it. reasoning. It's amazing. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where you are introduced very early on. This is very early for a Pokemon game. Uh, you are introduced to the rival Pokemon team, Team Plasma, who are probably the best Pokemon team. Uh, because, so now we're going to have to get it. We're, we're right at the start of our Pokemon adventure here, but we're going to have to kind of get into the philosophical underpinnings of the Pokemon world, because this is what Black and White does. Oh, uh, yes. So- okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I, I should... I'm stupid. It does, it's not snowy at all. I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's still the right pronunciation, but I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Team Plasma basically advocates that uh, Pokemon are, you know, emotional creatures with intelligence, which is, you know, very plainly evident from all the times Pokemon games tell us, become friends with your Pokemon and like yeah. cherish them. Some and then of them can talk. 
And yeah, someone <laughs> can talk, and Plasma says, hey, maybe we shouldn't encourage teenagers to pit fight them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we shouldn't enslave them to, to uh, fight our already? battles for us. Can I just say already? You know, I... I I know Matt was talking about this slightly before we started recording, but you're talking about, you know, how like, oh, the Marvel universe and like we were talking a little bit more about like, oh, having all these like superheroes. But what was one of the best things the Marvel universe does? All right. Is they take they take the villain. All right. And then make you go. They're kind of right. And so <laughs> right away. All right. The one thing we have to give Team Plasma is compared to every other villain in the in the Pokemon universe. You go right away, you're like, nah, they're 100% right. Now, yeah. what they're going to do about it, well, we can talk about that. But but at least their underlying reasoning for doing stuff is something that anyone could look at and be like, ah, nah, they, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> it's, it's incredibly awkward because I almost feel like they, they realized it and then they're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is also the, the uh, town where you first meet... Uh, the elusive character N. Uh, mm. That is the letter N. There is no spelling to it. Um, and he kind of waxes political about, oh, sorry, waxes poetic about, uh, you know, Pokemon and how they should be free and whatnot. And he's totally not like the main antagonist or anything like that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> and, uh, you know, also, I should also talk about Team Plasma's look. They have a really... They dress as kind of like medieval knights. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're super cool. They've got yeah. a really good, like, battle theme, too. Like, it's super good. Yeah, like, Team Plasma just, like, yeah, it's, it's got the aesthetic. It's got the actually morally correct stance. <laughs> They've got, like, a guy with them. And N's full name, I had to look it up because I knew he had one. Is is natural harmonia gropius? I I never knew this nonsense. <laughs> I thought his whole name was just N. Huh. <laughs> I kind of liked when he was. Just I don't know what to make of this information. I, but... I knew about the harmonia part of it. I did not know about gropius. That's that's some classical composer. I think that's that's just yeah yeah. Uh yeah. So anyway, you move on. And you go to Striaton City where you fight your first gym. Uh, it's kind of like a introduction to Pokemon typings and like what's super effective, what's not very effective. Um, and you also pick up whichever elemental monkey you want to train and then eventually get rid of because they are not very good. Um, <laughs> and well, I, like, I like the monkeys. Anyway, we can, well, we can no, talk they're about good that. designs. They're just not like very great in battle compared the to all other is terrible for no reason <laughs> they look fun though okay that's all i'm gonna say yeah <laughs> you're like uh, I, I feel like i should i should elaborate on that because i i like oshawa okay it's great like it's 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 a very good otter i love otters yeah um the first gym of this game there's three leaders and the one you face is the one that's weak or sorry strong against your starter and they use one of the monkeys, and some person gives you a monkey, so you're supposed to pick the one that's good against their monkey. And of the three, the fire one is objectively just weaker. Um, the the <laughs> water stats one wise, has, you mean the water? No, no, it's it's not. I wish it was just stats wise. It's it's even like moves. 
so like the water one has water gun, which is you know pretty pretty standard. The 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 grass one has vine whip, and the fire one has a new move called incinerate, which has the added effect of um, ditching any kind of like hold item, mostly berries, but uh, is also twenty five percent weaker for no reason. <laughs> um, and that really matters that early. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> Early Pokemon, you're just, you look at five power in early Pokemon. You're like, this is going to change everything. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I should say it's it's base thirty versus base forty on the others, but yeah, twenty twenty five percent just gone. Yeah, have fun with your monkey. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so once you uh, finish up in Striaton City. Uh, you'll head on and you'll run into the daycare. This is a very early time to be running into the daycare, but um, this this is a Pokemon game that throws a lot at you very early on, uh, which is kind of nice because you're not like, you know, going like, oh man, I can't wait to use the daycare seven hours from now when I don't need to use the daycare anymore. <laughs> um, and uh, you'll come across Nacreen City. Where uh, you will face off against uh, what is what is her uh, name? Lenora, um, who is the normal type gym leader. She runs um, a museum, and she's great. Yeah, even though the fact that you know because she uses normal type Pokemon, um, she'll lose because normal type Don't is. Worry uh, about it. <laughs> Normal type Pokemon don't really fare. Normal type is the uh, neglected type in uh, Pokemon. Wasn't there a Pretty time much. where, uh, uh, what was it? Nido Queen was like a go to, though? Anyway, I'm sorry. I just side tangent. <laughs> Correct, but it's poison ground, so not normal. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. A little different. Well, it's weird because I think of them as normal type Pokemon. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Most of their moves were. In, yeah. Yeah. Um,. And, you know, the game is kind of holding back at you um, because, you know, Black Black and White has some really cool things to show for, like, how the heck did they fit this on a Nintendo DS cartridge? Um, <laughs> but now, now it's going to take off those kid gloves because you go across the Sky Arrow Bridge and get to the best city, Castella City, which is basically just Pokemon New York. <laughs> really and good. It's really good. It's really impressive. Again, fitting this on, fitting and running this on a Nintendo DS is a miracle. Um, considering, especially how much uh, fourth generation kind of chugged. Um, and you know, in this concrete jungle of steel and glass, who, who better a gym leader to fight than the bug type gym leader? <laughs> <laughs> um, which was a choice. <laughs> I, and, I should point out. A lot, you know what? Maybe there's lots of you know. There's infestations in the city. Maybe that's what they're trying to get at. I, I should point out with the bait and switch. Um, Lenore is an archaeologist, so you, you'd think like the obvious choice would be rock, but no, we don't yeah. do obvious in Unova. No, they really, they really don't. Oh, I apologize. Um, I skipped over after in after defeating Lenore in Nacreen City. Uh, you have another run-in with Team Plasma, but this time they're up to no good and not just hosting a political rally. Um, 
in this one, they're uh, trying to capture uh, Muna, which is a kind of like dream type Pokemon. And uh, oh no, sorry, that was this is, this is the Dragonite skull they steal. Yeah, yeah, this was the Dragonite skull. the The dream type Pokemon was earlier. I apologize, I skipped over that. Uh, they steal a dragon fossil and uh, hightail it out of there, and you don't resolve that until you get to Castelia City and uh, track them down and whatnot. The, the woods are in the way on this one, and it's a really funny plot point because um, it really puts the pressure on you to like help resolve this. And you get into the woods, and there are trainers in there that are Pokemon Rangers, so they're like Pokemon cops, but for like the woods. And one of them literally challenges you to a fight and is like, I was told to keep an eye out for suspicious characters. And I'm like, my man, my guy, two dudes just sprinted past you with a Dragonite skull. <laughs> You're looking at the 10-year-old? Come on. Yeah, what is that 10-year-old doing without his parents, you know? Right. <laughs> Walking around in the city. But yeah, Suspicious. You keep, <laughs> through these early parts, you keep running into uh, Team Plasma characters who, despite their uh, moral correctness, do a bunch of shady stuff because um, they either they want to get their message, <laughs> message out there or they, like extend their ideas of Pokemon rights to fossils, uh, which I guess kind of makes sense considering how many times you can just revive the dead in Pokemon games. Uh, it's true. And, um, but anyway, you make your way to Castelia City. Um, you meet up with uh, the bug-type gym leader. Um, and... Uh, Yeah, you, they they then steal Bianca's Pokemon, and you team up with after defeating the Bug Type Gym Leader. You then team up with him to get it back. Uh, you really like run into Team Plasma, just going up, and they're they're doing like mischievous things. Um, but things kind of start picking back up again when you get to the next city, which is uh, Nimbasa City. Um, the Gym Leader here is an electric uh, fashion model. Hmm. Um, you like fight her on like a catwalk, if I remember correctly. Um, and after defeating her, um, ninjas accost you and take you to a Ferris wheel, uh, where you meet up with N again because the ninjas work for N. And uh, while you're riding a Ferris wheel with N, he reveals to you that he is the leader of Team Plasma to the shock of probably some Nobody. people who didn't like read up on the game beforehand <laughs> and um he challenges you to a pokemon fight and n is interesting in that he doesn't use pokeballs at all all of his pokemon he says he can talk to them huh um all of his pokemon are supposedly like his true companions and he has like a backstory for them and like um, they fight alongside him willingly, and like N, like N really follows like the Team Plasma philosophy of like, you know these these Pokemon are our friends. If they want to fight for us, we will fight alongside them. Um, we we will not capture them in Pokeballs or anything like that. Um, and again, he is just kind of morally correct, and it's like really awkward to fight him at times. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, you, you just win." 
Except for the fact um, that the means, the means, you know, I guess this is one of those uh, means justify the ends type stories. Eh? Yeah, because like, while N has like, you know, these grand ideals, you have been running into a lot of Plasma who have been doing uh, not great things like stealing people's <laughs> Pokemon and stuff and, you know, grand larceny. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so like you kind of get this, you start developing this feeling that like N has these high beliefs, but maybe not everyone in Team Plasma shares these, which, you know, will come up. <laughs> and Nimbasa City is also where you run into the first of really two major um, annoying, uh, annoying, you cannot possibly go this way, because uh, to the east is the Marvelous Bridge. And you cannot worst. cross this bridge. How silly of you marvelous. to think. <laughs> it's too marvelous for you to... It's, <laughs> it's too marvelous to behold. Um, hey, listen, if this was an accurate depiction, all right, because if this is an accurate depiction of the States, it'd be like, yeah, here's like an amount of money that a child can't pay <laughs> to cross the bridge. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to remember why you can't. I'm uh, looking up and I don't see it. I, I can't remember if it's like the dancing men or oh, someone you're right, oh, yes. you're right yeah there were just some dudes just like dancing i i can't yeah. remember i for or the dancing men are at the village bridge but like one of the bridges is blocked by dancing men the other one is just like the bridge is up when is it coming down i don't know <laughs> because the the first the really weird thing about unova's map is the post game section of the game is just the entire east half of the map <laughs> yeah it's wild like this this is just a place you cannot go don't be s there's level 60 caterpies just like right over there you'd be insane to go that way kid <laughs> fun fun marvelous bridge fact um there's a magikarp salesman there ooh but he's actually useful because you can't catch them natively otherwise. So you, you have to buy one off this dude. Yeah. The first time that a magic card yeah. is wanted. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. On I that like, note, like something, something that's worth noting here, and yeah. this is treading a bit on the next episode, but something that's interesting about black and white that we should probably bring up is um, it really tried to have all new Pokemon until the end game. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is why. Yeah. This is why you couldn't catch any Magikarp. You had to buy it from this guy. Now this does lead to a, and this we'll get more into this in the second episode. This does lead to a lot of. Um, that's just Tauros with an afro, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. <laughs> uh, that's not that's. that's I, I lied. That's not a random example. That is a Pokemon. It's called Bufalant. It's just Tauros <laughs> with Afro. It is, a it is good, though. I'm, I like Bufalant. Yeah, it. what are you talking about, yeah. Matt? <laughs> I, I just mean there's a lot of overlap because they're just whole cloth creating a whole new ecosystem of Pokemon, which you know, admirable what? and kind of makes sense because these are supposed to be like, you know, America versus Japan. So yeah, that is honestly a pretty good ecosystem. design decision. Actually, honestly, if this was accurate when it comes to invasive species, like, where, where are the pigs? I'm just saying. <laughs> there should be, like, 20 different species. They're, the, the they're, pig, they're, the pigs, lucha, they're lucha wrestlers. No, the pigs are just um, Mona. And I guess it's more of a tapir, but Mona's definitely a pig. 
No, but um, um, what's his name? The fire starter in this one's a pig. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like they're lucha wrestlers. Um, but anyway, bit of a tangent there. Uh, we continue you on our Pokemon for having Bert and Ernie as karate fighters as well. <laughs> oh no, sorry, Elmo and Grover. But still. <laughs> Sock and Thor are just straight up Muppets. I agree. Uh, That's amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Back, uh, back to this. Yeah, I think we can talk yeah. about a little more about this after. That's fair, yeah. yeah. Um, so we continue on our Pokemon journey. We go to Driftvale City, um, where, uh, you know, Charon will tell you that, like, Team Plasma has been sighted in the city. And uh, one of the sages, because uh, Team Plasma. Not only do they have this, like, medieval feel, but they also have, like, this order of sages who, like, lead it and take or- take orders from N. Uh, the sages are led by a man named uh, Gatesis. Is this the uh, first time there's some kind of, like, ritual-type thing in the Pokemon games? Uh, it's not so much ritual. These are kind of, like, um, stand-ins like for admins. Yeah. yeah. But you don't, you don't fight them until post-game. They're, different they're funny because they're completely, like, not unique at all. Yeah, they like, all, they, like, they share the model. Yeah, they give them names, but, like, I cannot remember them. <laughs> they, they all, like, share a model and have different facial hair. Like, that's that's about it. Um, and they kind of, like, talk mystically about, like, the child, uh, referring to N. And, um, you know, they're... One of the sages is hanging out in like the freezer, the cold storage of uh, uh, Driftvale, and like you, you lead a you lead a raid to uh, get them out. Um, and uh, then you continue on your path, and uh, you end up in Chargestone Cave, where uh, you run into N uh, again. Uh, his his ninjas kidnap you again. They several times. There's like three of them. They'll like teleport two on each side and one behind you, and just kind of push you to the plot. Um, <laughs> they push you. That's a great expression. Like yeah, that's, that's literally what they do. <laughs> They're like nothing personal, kid, and then they just shove you towards the next plot event. Yeah, that's that's um, it. That's the game. And uh, then you fight N again, and. Uh, then N will like prevent. Then N will go to the next city, and he'll stand in front of the gym until you have a high enough friendship level with your Pokemon that he's just like, you know what, that's kind of legit. And then oh, uh, I forgot about that. Lets right. you actually pass. So y- you better have a good friendship with your lead Pokemon, or you're gonna have to go and like, um, in order to like uphold N's ideals, I guess, go beat up a bunch of Pokemon in the wild to boost your friendship. <laughs> it is unreasonably funny because you you can meet that friendship threshold like incredibly easy yeah um, so sometimes he'll just be like yeah come back to me when they're there then you just take two seconds and talk to him again he's like wow i'm like yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i just power level my starter that's how i play pokemon uh- <laughs> But if you don't, you have to just go out into the wild and beat up Pokemon, and then ends just like truly you are true companions, and it's just like <laughs> I'm really confused about your morality right now, dude. <laughs> he, he, okay, listen, he's someone who 
who has this whole thing about like Pokemon, but also like there's like a, a there must be like a side hobby he has where he believes in the warrior spirit of 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 bringing yourself you know improving yourself through battle or something. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I'm just. Um, Isaris <laughs> City is where um, we start really kind of like hitting the plot. Um, like, you know, we've had like rumblings with Team Plasma, a couple run-ins here and there, cool sequences, a raid into a freezer, um, bopping into N, hearing a lot of philosophy. Uh, in Isaris City, we face off against... Um, the one of the weirder gym leaders because like every other gym leader is some sort of like clearly like based on some like american stereotype like one of them's a cowboy another one's like a pilot bryson is like an ice samurai or something i i'm not really sure yeah he's just kind of there he, he like this is kind of what I'm talking about when I'm like this is America, but also like very much made by Japanese people because there's just an ice ninja for some reason. Um, I respect it. I'm totally in. Here for ninjas. <laughs> He's and, an actor. It's his big thing. Uh, after uh, defeating him, uh, N will go to uh, Dragon Spiral Tower and you'll pursue him. And uh, at the top, he will take. Um, he will take one of the orbs, and this is one of the interesting things about this game because, um, something to discuss right now is in Pokemon Ruby you cap you capture you captured uh, Groudon, mm-hmm. and Sapphire you captured Kyogre, Diamond you captured Dialga, Pearl you captured Palkia. In Pokemon White. Um, you do not get the white legendary Reshiram. N gets Reshiram in Pokemon White. In Pokemon Black, um, N gets uh, Kyurem, who is the black legendary. They're they kind of like a yin yang kind of uh, motif to them. But N is the character who gets the legendary that corresponds with the color of the game that you pick you get the orb for the opposite which i think is a very interesting thing because honestly n is the main character of the plot here he's the one who drives everything uh you just kind of show up and get in his way a lot and he has a big character arc so you could really easily reframe this entire story to be about n and i think it's a very deliberate choice to have him capture the pokemon that is the color of your game Black black and white's big undercurrent is um, it mentions it a few times in the mythology, but there's there's in in the lore of Unova there were two heroes like way back, um, one fought for truth and the other one fought for ideals, and that's mm. their their whole like shtick. Right. So so in this particular instance, um, the player is fighting for truth, I believe, and then N is for ideals. It kind of gets muddied a little bit because he gets a different legendary depending on it, but yeah, that, that's the that's the goal they're going for. Um, it kind of tries to do that dichotomy with Charon and Bianca as well. Yeah, there there's also an undercurrent in Unova, and this will factor into the next city, Opelousa, a lot of uh, nature versus technology. Mm. Um. Curum has a very uh, metallic 
he's electric dragon, which is a really cool typing, by the way. Um, I love Kiram so much. Uh, he has a lot of elements that are very like more like futuristic or metallic, even though he's not steel type. Um, Reshiram, on the other hand, is much more naturalistic in his uh, design. Um, and it looks a lot like a bipedal version of that dragon from the Neverending Story. Is how I <laughs> yeah. think of it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, and uh, personally, I played uh, Pokemon White, so uh, I always associate N as having Reshiram, which I think yeah, kind of fits the story better uh, for him to have the one that's like, you know, um, bright and looks like the good of the two. Um I think that, and also more naturalistic because, like, let's face it, N is um, the Pokemon equivalent of. He's almost a bit of a Luddite. <laughs> he wants to go back to, like, the more natural way of, like, befriending Pokemon rather than, like, using technology to capture them. So, Restroom makes way more sense for him. But that's so he's just probably my a big personal. fan of Pokemon Arceus, right? The, the game that's coming out. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see when that one comes out. <laughs> Um, we continue, yes. And uh, you'll pursue, you'll you'll keep going on your journey uh, after you get your orb, um, and you'll end up in Opelucid City, which is a very interesting city uh, that I wish was a concept that Game Freak had taken a bit farther. So in mm. Opelucid, um, you. Depending on which version of the game, if you're in Pokemon White, Opelousid has a very naturalistic, almost like ancient ruins kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, if you're in Pokemon Black, Opelousid is just like paved in steel. It's hmm. so futuristic. <laughs> um, yes. Paved in steel, future. <laughs> yeah, like literally, like there's a line between like the city limits and to the city that is just like here is grass here is metal (laughs) (laughs) um and depending on your version you will face one of two gym leaders you all in pokemon black uh you will face off against uh drayden um in pokemon white drayden has retired and you will face off against iris um, Who's the best, by the way? She's good. Yeah, Iris is great. The weird thing, and this is what I was saying, like I wish they had taken the concept a bit farther. Opelucid is doesn't has like three buildings in it that you can go into, and like one's the Pokemon Center and one's the uh sorry, it is four. Well Pokemon Center, Gym, Drayden's house, and Battle House. Those are the four houses, four buildings you can go in. There's all these other buildings there that have no doors. <laughs> so, like, the actual difference between the cities is very minute. <laughs> and Iris and Drayden have exactly the same Pokemon. <laughs> like, well, just, I mean, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> just straight up the same Pokemon, same levels, same moves. It's just exactly the same. Which I think I think it's a bit of a miss opportunity. I would have liked mm. to see them, you know, maybe reflect a bit of the dual nature of Opelucid in some of their choices. Um, but 
other than that, like Opalus is quite interesting. And uh, let me just check. Uh, in Opelousa, you see you run into Gates again. Uh, Gates is like the leader of the sages, by the way, and like um, he gives another speech about like you know Team Plasma's time is coming and like uh, people must release their Pokemon and whatever, and everyone just kind of brushes him off. Um, and you you go on to the Pokemon League, which is a bit weird in a Pokemon game you might be thinking at this time because you're like well I mean I haven't dealt um you haven't dealt with like the uh Pokemon the team yet. yeah yeah you haven't the dealt guys. with the plasma they're <laughs> yeah. still out there what's going on just just wait <laughs> um and you kind of hear that like N is also challenging the league and you're like okay neat um, I guess I'll fight N in the champions chamber or something, I guess. A bit of an anticlimax, whatever. That would you, be the usual, right? That would yeah. be like if if we were to do this like by the numbers Pokemon game, that's what would have happened. It so you fight your way through Yeah, sorry. No no no, no. That, that's all I wanted to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you fight your way through the Elite Four and you get to the champions chamber. Champion's name is Alder. Um he's a Alder is there. He doesn't really have. He's he's not the most impressive character, in my opinion. Actually, before we continue, am I correct? Like, this is just making sure I don't confuse. This. Is this the one where you can choose which order of the Elite Four you can face? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was an interesting thing for me. Yeah. It, I forgot entirely about that. Thank you for reminding me. Well, it's funny how I have like all these like particular things that that reappear in my memory when I'm thinking about this <laughs> stuff. You know. Anyway, yeah. Um. And you get to Elder's chamber, and N has defeated Elder, and he just kind of ends just like I'm the champion now. Bye. Um, <laughs> and this is one of the games that kind of highlights the fact that the Pokemon League is technically like the Pokemon government for the region. Um, at which point, N summons his castle, which rises up around uh, the Pokemon League. And like yes. bridges drop down, and like Team Plasma takes over the government. <laughs> Sorry, I just need I just need my reaction because I remember this moment. I don't think there's ever been a Pokemon game where I had exactly the same feeling of I don't know what's going on. This is a little too crazy. Actually, no, it's awesome. Like that was that was yeah, the range so, of emotions. That so like for me, you know, in the previous episode, I talked about how much I love Pokemon Generation Four. This yeah. part of Generation 5 is the coolest thing to ever happen in Pokemon. It just, it has not been topped. The castle rises out. You battle your way through the castle against so many Team Plasma. The gym leaders show up and help. They, like, hold the line and, like, fight off Team Plasma and, like, the gym leaders do something. When is wow. that happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Team and Plasma like, gets Team Plasma gets points as well. I, I mentioned in the in, in the teaser for last episode that uh, Team Plasma did a thing that like shocked me. I was like, "Wow, you guys did it! You you really did it!" Um, there is one throwaway line in End's Castle where some Team Plasma grunt kind of like smugly remarks. 
that they've managed to hack into the Pokemon PC storage system. <laughs> and that they could, if they wanted to, just release everyone's Pokemon from there. I'm just like, man, Team Rocket has nothing on you guys. Oh my, like, like this isn't even scratching the surface. It was right there. Because, like, <laughs> like um, this is really where, like, the kind of divide that you kind of get a vibe of for Team Plasma really comes into focus. Because, you know, they've taken over the Pokemon government and they're saying everyone must now release their Pokemon. Um, and you run into a bunch of Team Plasma members um, who are like, yes, this is a great day. Our ideals are fulfilled. And you run into a bunch of other ones who are like, hey, so when everyone releases their Pokemon, we have all the Pokemon. We're in charge. <laughs> that That's so interesting because I don't, like the fact that there'd be different factions within this evil group just makes so much sense. But everything's been such a binary story, right? In Pokemon yeah. in general. And I think this is what makes it incredible is that you have this, um, you know, different kind of factions within that evil group. And on top of it, I think what they've done is, I just want to go back to this point uh, just for a second. With the castle kind of appearing in the Elite Four, they did something what no other game did, is where at this point in like the fifth generation of Pokemon, you have an expectation of what happens in the Elite Four. Like you pretty much yeah. do, right? And so they played on that expectation to be like, no, we're going to combine the two, because there's always two plots going. There's yeah, the... there, like this was a thing, I mentioned this in Generation 4, where like you stop the unraveling of the universe and you're like, oh yeah, right, I have another gym to fight. <laughs> and you go fight the elite four as kind of a victory app no this combines the two just as you were saying it's, it's very ambitious um they did not have to go that hard and they did <laughs> um and like you as you're going through you end up you find like n's childhood room um and you run into his two uh like stepsisters anthea and concordia who um kind of reveal a lot more about N's backstory. Um, they reveal that, like, Gatesis has basically been man- emotionally manipulating N since he was a kid. Um, and Gatesis would always, like, find, like, the most, like, abused and, like, mistreated Pokemon and show them to N and be like, this is what all Pokemon trainers are like. <laughs> um, to basically, like, just mold N to be this figurehead for him. And uh, you go to, like, the throne room. And N is just like, you come here to fight me. I have the legendary dragon. There's nothing you can do. At which point you're or- he, like, so- he, like, brings out Reshiram or Kurum. And um, then your orb, uh, like, lights up and, like, digivolves into the opposite... <laughs> <laughs> legendary like it, like it straight up does that's what it does like the orbs are just the legendary dragon uh, and then uh, then you capture the le- the title legendary like you straight up have to capture it um yep. and include it in your party at which point you have like a dragon showdown of destiny with n <laughs> <laughs> like this game goes like as Tristan said, this game goes so hard, it's amazing. Um I think after, I think if they stop part way, it, it would actually make it worse. Like I think the fact that they keep doing like they just accept what they are, they're like, Yeah, we're doing this. We're going all the way. So, you know. I think that's the that's the brilliance of it. Yeah, and after you defeat um after you defeat N, Gates storms in and he's cause his plans are unraveling and 
he like reveal he like straight up reveals like that N is his son that he like has been emotionally like grooming his entire life to fill his purpose and he he like basically disowns N for failing him and he straight up and at this point he like sends out his Pokemon to I think it's basically implied he's just going to straight up like murder you um, <laughs> to get rid of to get rid of witnesses. <laughs> Basically, um, also he cheats. I, I I know he's already like an immoral like monster, but like, he cheats. He actually cheats. He has a Hydreigon on his team, which is like that game's big dragon Pokemon. Yeah, and it is not the level at which he has it is like significantly under what it's supposed to be. Yeah, like Lance had a couple cheaty Dragonites in johto but this is like really pushing it <laughs> and like he obliterates you with them like people thought cynthia was hard they he, she's got not much on getsis and his stupid hydreigon <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty accurate um and like you defeat you defeat gates and um before he can be arrested uh the ninjas show up and uh, basically, like, jailbreak him because he's going to be back for the sequel. Uh, yeah. And uh, then you are declared Pokemon champion, and we go to the post-game, uh, where it turns out your mom is, like, casually friends with, like, an Interpol agent. It's a looker. He's back. He's back. Uh, <laughs> and he's just like, hey, kid, you helped take down Team Plasma. You want to help me take down the sages? They've got like warrants from Interpol. <laughs> At which point you go and you like hunt down the sages and like they're. This is where you actually get to fight the sages. Um, you hunt them down and you fight them. And uh, yeah, that basically concludes the story for Black That's a good and White. Post game though. Oh, it's a good, it's a good post post game. You know, the guys stop dancing, so you can go across the bridge. Um, You can, you have a face off with Cynthia. Um, They, they don't have a battle. Terrifying, by the way. She's she's just chilling in a house, (laughs) an unmarked house, and you enter that house, and it's just she's there, and she immediately challenges you. Yeah, it's great. It's just like there uh is no warning. Um, the, uh, the Thunderous, uh, and Thunderous and the other roaming legendaries start, uh, moseying about who are again, like the, they're the a weather. bit weird for, <laughs> they're, they're like straight up like Japanese, like, you know, uh, Shinto Kami. spirit kind of things. Yeah. Kami. Yeah, that's it. if if you've played the Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker, it's they're just straight up the frog dudes. Yeah, straight up. So they're dudes. they're a bit out of place in like America, um, but like you know they're they're kind of cool. So like I'll give them a pass. Um, I their design, and we can probably talk about more in the second episode. But their design, I felt very different from the usual kind of Pokemon design. So I did like it. Like it, they definitely yeah. stand out as unique Pokemon. Right? You you, you got to get yeah. Them that they're, much. they're they're super neat. They're they're like kind of they're kind of like yeah. They're just kind of different, and it's neat. Yeah. Um. And something you pick up as you're fighting the sages is that they're they're all kind of like 
uh, a bit panicky because like they start, like oh yeah I forgot to mention N like N takes his legendary just like flies off to go to rediscover himself um, and Gates is again was uh, freed by ninjas um, and both of them are just gone and the sages have no idea what to do now because <laughs> they're being hunted by Interpol and their bosses are just like ghosting them <laughs> um which kind of takes us into black and white well, too. So let's, before we let's do stop that, there, let's stop there for a second, right? If we yeah, yeah I was going to say. Uh, all right, so I have a lot to say about other aspects of the game. All right, which which all which I'll get into in, in our in our part two, but I think from a story perspective, this was the most entertaining story. Right, especially the first game, I thought it was the most entertaining story, especially so far. Um, it definitely breaks the mold. I mean, it plays on your anticipation, but it breaks the mold. Um, that being said, uh, I really do. It... Yeah, no, I, I actually like. There's nothing. I think I think it is the most interesting story um, in Pokemon um, so far, a hundred percent. Like, if we compare, uh, what I like to do with these is make sure we're comparing previous generations. We're not necessarily going to the future, so I'll. I'll give this when it comes to story specifically. I think this was my favorite, um, and the fact that I still to this day remember like some of the parts is, I think, a testament to the story. Is that the story stuck with me? That that castle and everything at the end. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my take. Kristen, what's what's your take kind of uh, on on the Pokemon Black and White story? I liked it. It, it I, I don't have much to say past that. It's just really good. Did you did you find like I know we talk about replayability. Um, like it, specifically the story, would this be one that interests you more maybe than other generations when it came to the story replayability? Like specifically, it's, it's interesting you should say that. Um, mm-hmm. It has the same issue that Diamond and Pearl and Platinum had with the whole mystery gift thing, mm-hmm. where if you do restart the game after a certain point, you have now like you know permanently locked parts of the game technically off to yourself. Are are they? It's not, parts a, it's not that- a huge deal. It's just it's just Victini and like a couple other it's it's technically optional stuff, but it's still kind of frustrating that it's there mm. but inaccessible. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, notably though, and almost more um confusingly in that light, mm-hmm. um black and white are the first games with difficulty options. Mm. Oh um, yeah. And they're only unlockable as a form of new game plus, which is kind of pointless. Especially for, for mode, the uh, easy mode, it's it's extra weird because they're they were doing this whole thing where they were trying to like test out um, linking stuff together, mm-hmm. and you could have the other difficulty. So one one difficulty was unlocked in one game after you cleared the game, and the other one was unlocked with the other game. But you could also like get the difficulty sent to you by like someone else who'd done it on the other game. It was weird. It was like needlessly complex, and I think they never tried it again for good reason. Um, Gen six and onward has a sort of soft difficulty option, and we'll get to that later. But uh, here they they tried it as like a discrete setting, and it just it didn't really work the way they would have liked it to. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, yeah. Um... So Matt, maybe maybe because Matt, I know you went through this whole story. You talked a little bit, but are you are you with me that this, you know, 
uh, more complex evil guy plus craziness made for the best story so far? Or are you kind of? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, okay. As much okay. as I love Generation 4, um, and like we'll get into like the problems I have with Generation 5 in the next episode that keep uh, Black and White from being my favorite. Yeah, yeah, we're, um, <laughs> we're, we're talking specifically story, right? Yeah, I think, on a I think story we... level, Black and White is just head and shoulders above above everything else basically everything else but um yeah there, there's some other flaws which we'll talk about in the future yeah like yeah like there isn't something with like the nuance of black and white until like sun and moon gets a bit close in a couple aspects um but black and white like you know you have this moral nuance they have the deliberate choice to give the villain the quote-unquote villain um the the actual titan leg- uh, uh, title legendary while well, you get the opposite one um and you know they the gym leaders are actually like participating in the plot and doing stuff they're not just standing in a room being like man sure is sure sucks that the mafia took over the city <laughs> anyway <laughs> people's motivations make sense which is always important in a story yeah this you know this feels like more of like a dynamic and actual world and plot that's happening. And, you know, there's repercussions. Like, again, you team up with Pokemon Interpol to take down like the uh, surviving leaders of the organization. Uh, They try to take over the government. Like, you know, like so much more is addressed in this, in this region to make it an actual like coherent story. Um, and it has like a more complex theming to it. It's not just like I was trying to make more water, but I didn't expect that, that would flood low lying areas. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> my my Amazing. only problem with this game's story is that it really does pull its punches at the very end. Mm, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it goes like. Hey, it, it feels we know- <laughs> like they wanted credit for it, and then kind of realized that they had if if they fully went and admitted that their villain had a point. It would kind of be the end of the franchise. Yeah, they they had um, to they they really had to throw in the sequence with the two like sisters being like, they, oh they, yeah, you know, Gates has been totally emotionally manipulating and this whole time, and he has extremist views that aren't really actually accurate. Yeah, uh, people actually love awkward. their Pokemon. It was, well, it and, was kind of like, no, don't worry about it. The only guy saying you should get rid of your Pokemon was actually a sock puppet based on some villain schemes. You know what's interesting though? That almost makes me sympathize with them more. Oh As no! In, like, it absolutely does. It's just <laughs> weird that the game never, ever again explores the whole like, what if we shouldn't have Pokemon fight? Because it was a genuinely compelling plot point, and the game just completely drops it because like, oh yeah, well the villain told us to do that, so clearly it means no actual like examination of this is. It's like that one article from the Onion that gets posted around every so often, where it's like heartbreaking. The worst person you know is right. It's it's just that, <laughs> but for Pokemon. And they're kind of like, yeah, well, you know, he was evil, so any any possible ideas that came from him are also evil, and it's not like we were agreeing with him up until this point. Yeah. It doesn't make it a bad game, it just makes it a, a slightly mixed message. As yeah, as you, know. you understand why they did it, but if, if this was like, we just want it to be the best... You know, if this is where we want to, like, the franchise to end, you just do it. You just go all the way in. Yeah. You're like, yeah. all of you are wrong. And then everyone just kind of sits there like, wow. <laughs> well, like, I mean, 
if they had gone all the way, they'd also have things like, you know, they could develop, you know, our side of the argument argument more and like have an actual like real clash of ideals that's gray on gray and try. But that's uh, at the end of the day that Pokemon games are designed for, to be played by kids, and that that's yeah, a lot. I, to I ask can't kids. ask for moral nuance from a game for ten year olds. It it just is weird you, that they went this far with it, only to be like, wait, 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 pump those brakes. <laughs> Hold on a second, guys. They realize he, they're almost done the project. They're like, wait a second, we want to make another game after this, right? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of another game after this, yes, let's this get is the it. first and only game in the Pokemon series that get a direct sequel i mean technically you could say generation one generation two are direct sequel uh, are um a first game in a direct sequel but this mm-hmm. is like the sa- this takes place in the same region and deals with a lot of the same characters i um, i i think that is well we're gonna get into it but i think that's one of the detriments of black and white too is yeah that you're so exploring the same map. so let, let's let's take all those good feelings about enjoying the story of black and white and we're gonna go put those <laughs> in a box to protect them because black and white 2 is coming and uh i don't know i guess the guy who like put a lot of moral nuance in the black and white uh took a vacation or something and they got like <laughs> some other guy to come in and write the story for this one because he we're going on a ride <laughs> This so, is like instead of making a well, this is okay. Can I just say this? It's like yeah. instead of making the usual like remake that we make, you know what I mean? They yeah. they kind of went, uh, let's make a secondary game. Like that that's what it feels like. There's no like black and white shades, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the shades that, that would be that would be my name for like emerald to the to the to the ruby or whatever now um, bef- now before i mention black and white 2 just to make something make sense even though it doesn't really explain anything in in black and white one uh in the post game you could go to a place called the ancient chasm where you get to catch a pokemon called kurum who was just objectively the worst third legendary they'd ever made oh no you're wrong kurum's great i love it not kurum um no no kurum no it's not is it kurum yeah You've, you've been saying Kyurem this whole time. And oh my goodness. Zekrom, Zekrom is the lightning Zekrom one. Zekrom is the one yeah. I like too. Like, what is, what is yeah. wrong with me? Kyurem uh, is good. So so the, the trio in this particular case is meant to be off of, like, the yin and yang concept. Um, they're called the Dao trio. Yeah. Spelled T-A-O. But um, Kyurem represents, I think it's Wuji, which is the absence of yin or yang, which is neat. Um, lore-wise, Zekrom and Reshiram used to be one Pokemon, and the the two heroes from Unova lore were brothers. And whatever this one Pokemon was, it goes explicitly unnamed, um, but it split into Reshiram and Zekrom. And Kyurem was what was left over after, like, the truth and ideals parts split out of this, like, husk. which, Which leads into... Uh, black and white too, and it's it's plot because because Kyurem becomes the like central, much like how Pokemon Crystal had like Suicune as like a side plot, and Emerald yeah. like upgraded Rayquaza to like the main thing. Um, yeah, black and well, white stars Kyurem. What I what I meant by Kyurem being like the worst of the third legendaries is that like Basehorn Kyurem versus like Rayquaza or. Um, 
uh, Giratina. Uh, I, I was blanking for a second there. Or um, whichever the uh, Necrozma, I think it was yeah, in Sun Necrozma. and Moon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, base form Curum doesn't really have a lot going for it. It is just cool, though. I'll give it that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's like fair. It. It, it is strictly weaker. For what's for what it's worth. For now, <laughs> I, I just I just like how it looks. It's like it's like a dragon with like it's like a bipedal dragon, but it's got like I, these I short do like forearms. Its looks. I agree. I agree. It, one of its wings is like broken off, but it, it's kind of the same shape as like what Zekrom's going on. So it's it's really got this like it fell apart thing. Yeah. Mm. Thematically, um, it's very cool. It also kind of looks like it's wearing a life jacket, but that's fine. So we start off black and white two in Aspersia City. Um, it, you know, kind of like aspiration, and uh, the f- this is actually interesting because for a first uh, in a player's starting town, there's a gym here. The first gym is in your starting town, and you start in a city. It's not just you and your rival. There's there's you live in a place with people in it. Um, and not only will, is there, I'll be right back, which is what I'm at. No worries, no worries. Not yeah. only is there a gym leader in your home city, it's Charon. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Your rival from the like previous this. game. Can I say that is, right away? I yeah. did like that they literally did. They they respected the fact that you played the first game. So at least you know, at the very least, you know, we're we're gonna say what we're, we want about the story and the plot. There was like moments of like, oh, that was the person that I became. You know got familiar with in the previous game and now i, I get to now yeah. Charon has matured he's no longer a tryhard by which i mean he's his normal type pokemon and he's the first gym leader so he's definitely not a tryhard if he's using normal <laughs> yeah he's he's definitely mellowed out in his young adulthood um he he's the first gym leader he knows like he's he's essentially a teacher you know <laughs> yeah um i'm gonna go a bit f- quicker through this plot it, because it's not go, as go. much Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go through every gym leader. Uh, but um, essentially, you start making your way through uh, the Pokemon world. And this is actually this is actually new stuff. Like, this is... Uh, so, in Black and White uh, 1, you kind of started in the uh, southeast of the map. Mm-hmm. Um, in Black and White 2, you started in the southwest. And... Um, these are new cities. These are these were not in the original game. There's been a lot of expansion to the map in Black and White 2, which is which is good. Good because <laughs> you're going over a lot of the same map, but you're going to different places in the same places, which is mm. really really nice to see. Yeah, you know, um, if they if they literally use the same assets completely, you kind of would be like, uh Yeah. At least respect um, us that much. <laughs> so just a bit more of a broad strokes because there's not as much to it. Yeah, just here. big points, big points. Um, we're we go through our story, and our rival this time is a guy called Hugh, who is edgy Charon. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um, he's really mad at, at Plasma, like really mad because Plasma stole his grandfather's purloin. Uh, mm. who was like the last like remnants they had of their grandfather wow. and he's really mad at them <laughs> like understandably so but this is like basically his characterization um, he's just he really has, he mad has a great at backstory but that's the only thing to him it's just this yeah. one backstory yeah yeah 
Um, and like he's just going through the plot. He's very mad. As we go through the plot, we start running into Team Plasma again, but we run into those two kind of factions that we were talking about before very distinctly split. Uh, mm-hmm. We have uh, old Plasma who are um, still wearing like the night getups and whatnot. Um, and they seek to atone. Like they realize that they were just getting played. And um, they have, like, a center in Driftvale City. And, like, you know, they take care of Pokemon who have lost their trainers. And they're all very wholesome. Hugh hates them. <laughs> he's really mad. He's mad at all uh, of them. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't have that distinction. No, he, he's just like, yeah, you got, I don't care if you guys want atonement. Like, my grandfather's purloin. Um, and uh, then there's the other faction the new Team Plasma, who were just straight up in it to steal Pokemon. <laughs> um, and they now just dress like, kind of dress like pirates mm. a bit. Like, not, not like Shiver Me Timbers pirates, more like, uh, what's a good way to this? They're kind of like Team Rocket, but like... With an eye patch. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, I'm, I'm they're, back. I, I have described Team New Plasma as French Special Forces. That's a good way to put it, actually. Yeah, they're French Special Forces. <laughs> they wear, like, berets. They have, they have berets, and they have this kind of, like... Yeah, it's, yeah. Battle armor kind of thing going on. Yeah, they're, they're, like, wearing tactical wild. gear. Like, they, they, they just straight up abandoned the whole night aesthetic. They're just, it's, like... It's a very specific look. It, it defies explanation. <laughs> Um, and I, I will say that Hugh is kind of bad. I, I, he's just a really nothing character. Yeah, you, you miss me um, saying he's just he's discount Charon. His he's just, name is kind of Gigabrain though, <laughs> because like you know black and white, and then he's Hugh. Get he's it? Hugh. Uh, color. I never put that together. Um, that, that is like where his character begins and ends. Yeah, I, I keep I keep bringing up how he's <laughs> mad at Team Plasma about his grandfather's yeah, purloin, that's but that's basically I, it. That's, I that's all I have, I have to, to work check. with. I have to check because I think that might be a version difference. Because I remember it being his sisters. Well, it was his. It was his sisters. Oh, okay, no, okay, okay. I see. But so, it, but see it like it, yeah. originally belonged to their grandfather. I couldn't. I was like, was that was that just like a thing I missed? <laughs> Because that'd be a weird difference, where it's just it's like some like near versus like near gestalt stuff going on. Yeah. Um. So you keep going through this uh, adventure, and, and like you keep running into the into like new team plasma, and they're just they're just straight up evil. Like what's moral nuance? They just want to steal Pokemon, um, and things really. Uh, and you also start running into a character. With the stupidest hair, named Colrus. Oh God, I forgot about. I hate Colrus so hair, much. Colrus's hair looks like the Internet Explorer icon. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of got. He's got like this blonde, like close shaven thing, and then this is like this like strand of blue hair that like goes in like this like helical shape. Um, and like he's a member of Team New Plasma. And, like, he's super enigmatic all the time, and, like, I hate him so much. <laughs> uh, and uh, you run into him a couple times, and he just keeps saying, like, how, like, you know, 
Uh, I'm so glad that Team Plasma got rid of all their morals. This is so much better. Uh, like, really selling us on the idea. And uh, things really kick into high gear uh, when we get to Opelucid City, uh, where it turns out that, like, um, the... Uh, that Drayden and Iris were, like, guarding these ancient gene splicers. Um, yes. <laughs> don't really ask why there's, like, ancient gene splicers, but, you know, they exist. They're ancient relics that splice genes. And then, excuse me, Team Plasma shows up in their flying airship and fire an ice beam and freeze the city. <laughs> At which point the ninjas steal the gene splicers. Part of me feels like they, they kind of like really liked what they did with black and white, the original game. And they're like, well, at this point, like, let's just let's just whatever idea, you know, like before <laughs> it was like, let's go beyond what you might expect. But now it's like, you know what? Let's just throw any idea. Let's just do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, again, like there was all this like nuance in the first one the second one is just like no they're sky pirates with an ice beam now <laughs> um yep. like you chase them down and like you uh and they're powering the ice beam with uh they've captured curum um and uh, uh let me just pull up my notes um you they freeze Opelucid City like just they just cover it in ice. Um and once you defeat like the final gym, you uh chase you chase plasma down, uh and you board their frigate and you defeat Colrus on it, and then he's just like, Haha, my Gatesis has returned and he's already like he's got Kiram and he's gonna go and like get the super Pokemon. You go to um, and you track Gates down, and you have this big duel, and N shows up, and um, get and because N shows up with his Pokemon, Gates is just like, haha, you've activated my trap card, and uses his uses the DNA splicers to merge <laughs> them with Kiram, um, and then Gates is has you fight the the dragon and if Kurum was underpowered before Kurum plus one of the other two dragons is stupid powerful <laughs> um <Agreed>. and <laughs> you fight off against gates gates is honestly has a really cool design in this one he's kind of wearing like this dark cloak and he has like a sword staff thing with plasma's emblem mm. on it um and once you defeat Gatesis, uh, you capture him, and Colrus disbands Team Plasma and uh, gets away with it. Like, nobody arrests Colrus. Like, I hate Colrus so much. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much the Let's story. <laughs> You were so, okay, so you know what's interesting when you, when we were first talking about this, you kind of said that like there is no story, and I think there is something to that about the second game. Like, I definitely think the second game, if someone went into the second game blind, it's not like uh, you know, uh, what is it? 
emerald or, or crystal or like all those games which which very much are remakes slash standalone like you don't need to play the other games to play this one but this one feels like a weird mix between a sequel game and a remake game if that makes sense and i think that's both its intrigue but also maybe a little bit of its downfall <laughs> yeah like it explores a lot more like like in a lot of the remake games and we'll get into those when we talk about them you know they they expand a lot of the areas and like show different things and like whatnot and like and this one really takes the map of black and white and like really adds a lot of stuff like the post game in this has like there's a lot more uh places to go um and things to see but uh there's just there's just not a lot of story here, which is really just like you go from black and white and they're like, don't worry, guys, black and white too. whole new story can a direct continuation of the plot. And like after doing black and white with that story, you're like, I'm, I'm in. And then it just nothing happens. <laughs> you're just it, it, it feels like. I think what really fails as a sequel is it feels like a retread. It just feels like you're going to the same areas. Even if you're seeing new things there, you're just going to the same areas because, like, there's just nothing in the plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, I think I'm with you there. I don't know if Tristan has any other di- diverging ideas. But um, I'm going to tell you right now, which is really weird. I currently, in, like, my collection of DS games, I, I just have, uh, I think, Black 2. So it's like a weird one. It's like if I were to play it, should I, you know, go, uh, you know, find find uh, black and white one to play first, or should I just should yeah. I just go into it and just play two? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. If, I don't, yeah, Tristan, I don't know if you have anything to add to, to kind of this one, but uh, I think I think Matt put it pretty succinctly. Yeah, that, that's pretty much. I, I don't have a lot of strong opinions on black and white two. Um, they they kind of dropped a lot of the pretense as far as trying to lock you out of older Pokemon, which was really good. Mm, yeah, um, there, there's a very early game place where you can catch Riolu, which is just a plus as far as I'm concerned. Oh, definitely. Um, you can get Mareep as well, which I I just love Mareep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. No, for sure. Like this, this <laughs> like you know, we'll get into this a lot more in the second uh, episode yeah, where yeah. we go into like because mm. like Black White Two like adds a lot of like more mechanical gameplay things. fun gameplay fun yeah as opposed to story intrigue <laughs> yeah story intrigue it just like I, I i don't know what happened but with the writing between these two games <laughs> well maybe they like they were like yeah we're not gonna put as maybe they had a bunch of people who were like oh, this story was great but now i'm creatively exhausted and then the yeah. people who are part of like the design team and now the, there are like, a couple fun things like um Iris uh is now the Pokemon League champion. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and you know, she's great. Um and Alder just he <laughs> after being beaten by Ed and nearly having the Pokemon government like taken over, um he's just like a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> he just like goes around and like vibes. <laughs> Oh, I, and I should I should note one of the one of the cool things from as as a sequel is um, there there's this it's called the oh, I'm gonna mess this up it's called the Unova Link I think mm-hmm. where um, you can like look at things that happen in black and white oh and yeah after you've used it for the first time you can see N flashbacks and there's certain Pokemon out in the world that N is the trainer for 
They've, yeah. They, they, the first time I saw one, I thought it was a shiny, but it's it's distinct. They have like a different particle thing. And when you mm. catch them, um, their original trainer ID is ends. And they've got different like stats as like a like a neat thing. Yeah. Uh, this ties um, into what I was saying before about like all, all of his Pokemon are are like special and unique and have like yeah. a backstory for them. Um one thing I didn't note is the the Unova Elite Four is really, really forgettable as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, sprites, I'm like, oh partly, yeah. partly because like as a climax, um Team Plasma literally steals the show. Uh, worth Which noting, is though, fine, I think, honestly. Worth, worth, worth personally. noting, though, the, the psychic trainer of the Elite Four is Caitlin from the Battle Frontier. <gasps> oh. Which is like this, this oh, yeah. does that every so often where they'll have like a Kala head trainer in a game, and then like a couple gens later, they're like, wait a minute, I know you. It's, yeah. it's kind of cool. The best is when they have that reveal, and I'm like, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, oh, yeah, that think, is I the think... plot of Pokemon White and Pokemon Black. Also, an interesting thing about Pokemon Black and White 2 is um, your trainer from the previous game also mm. just com- just went on a personal journey with their dragon. Po- with yeah, their dragon. They just straight up left. There is yeah. no Mount Silver. They, there's no Mount Silver? That would have helped, yeah. I think, honestly. I love the Mount Silver story, but maybe they didn't want to do a retread. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting because you actually do for for black and white two, uh, the version legendary you catch is the one that matches your game's color now, because mm. as you far are as the unambiguously goes, the good guy. <laughs> you're, the, you're the good guy, and and has given up his claim to being um, that dragon's hero. Well, yeah. Also makes sense too, because like you're told, whatever the first version of the game you got, you should get the second version, right? I think that most people agree on. Yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, except for me, who because I just love Zekrom so much, I'm just like, yeah, all right, yeah, Pokemon hat. White and Pokemon Black too. Yeah, same hat. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I did the exact same. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, I think um, we'll probably uh, slowly kind of phase it out here because we wanted to, this to be a two parter. Yeah, um, you know, we're at an hour and eighteen minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, I think more than enough for for an episode. Uh, I will say thank you, Matt, for for the great recap. Um, this is probably definitely our most in-depth story recap. I don't know how how many like more episodes we're going to go this in-depth, but I think for this story specifically, it deserved it. Maybe uh, Sun and Moon. Maybe. maybe Sun and Moon. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Um, this, but mm-hmm. oh, what do you want to say, Tristan? No, no, I, I keep on. I can say it after. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, we're going to slowly kind of close it out here, and we'll, we'll see you kind of in the second part when it comes to the other aspects, uh, and I'll let Tristan kind of fade us out here, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, um, this one was a very Matt-centric episode, as it turned out. Which is um, fine. You know. As far as features go, I have a lot to say about this generation. <laughs> <laughs> so please, please look forward to that, um, because that's where most of my opinions on this game fit. Like, the story's fine, but, like, what it did for the game overall is where I'm a lot more excited about. Yeah, and I, I think that's why we originally were deciding that we'd almost, like, I mean, I, I like, almost record as one giant episode and split in two. Not that we're going to do that, but um that that's the original idea because we thought that there was so much to talk about with these these specific games so um look forward to that a hundred percent thank you tristan for for being here as a as a uh active listener shall we say uh thank (laughs) you matt for the amazing amazing recap um you know it's nice though because i I feel like matt's really coming into his own with these recaps so uh you know hopefully we'll look forward to more of those in the future and yeah maybe maybe there'll be a tristan heavy 
and myself heavy episode the next one uh so look forward to I'll, it thank I'll you all sure for listening way in a bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> no <laughs> no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no uh so thank you all very very much uh we'll see you next time and i appreciate all the listeners uh we, we've had you know a nice little rise so uh, i'm happy to see that that consistently the people who've listened to the first episode are continuing to listen through all, all the episodes so uh thank you so much for continuing to listen and we'll see you next time so bye-bye for now yep see you later, see you later.